Hey there, folks. How's it going? This is Jake J. Thomas with the Dialogic Podcast. And I'm coming to you now from a hotel room here down in beautiful Oceanside, California. I've been down here photographing a surf competition. Um, good friend of mine, Justin Tammany, invited me to come down here to photograph this event for a sponsor, a business that he works with. Uh, he's a, He runs an agency that um, does event activations for businesses. And this account, this client is called U-Theory, and they are a supplement company. They make incredible collagen and turmeric supplements as well as other other things that are good for your body and so when he asked me if I wanted to do it of course I jumped at the opportunity because I love everything about it opportunity to work with one of my best friends of all time who I have not seen nearly enough over the past decades the opportunity to travel for work, even if it's just within the state. It's still fun just to trek down here and see another place. And I never really knew much about Oceanside, even though I lived in San Diego. San Diego County is pretty big, so there's lots of it that you don't get to see. And, you know, it's all pretty spread out and far apart with traffic and lots of driving. So somehow I never really made it to Oceanside. And I gotta say, Oceanside is is pretty amazing. It's like this really long boardwalk strip. And I guess it used to be, you know, it's really close to the military, Camp Pendleton. So the military has had a huge influence on the development of the city, of the town. And uh, it's basically the northernmost portion of San Diego County, and uh, it's a beautiful stretch of coast. It's a long, long boardwalk that uh, has uh, the West Coast's longest wooden pier extending out from it, and this pier is, is pretty remarkable, not just because of how long it is, and it's also really tall very tall pier but the uh the way it makes the wave break is really really cool it's one of the coolest beach break waves i've ever seen because the sand goes out really far so the wave breaks out really far and it can reform and go left and then right and then have different sections here and there and it was really fun to watch it and figure out what it was going to do uh, but the contest is called the Supergirl Pro, and it's an all-women surfing contest. And U-Theory sponsors Tatiana Weston-Webb, who is a 22-year-old female surfer with dual citizenship between the United States and Brazil. But she is going to surf for Brazil 
in the upcoming Olympics. She's currently number three on the World Championship Tour. And she is amazing. She is drop-dead gorgeous, blonde hair, great smile, amazing athletic figure. And her personality is the best part. I mean, I didn't get to spend too much time with her. I didn't have a conversation with her. I don't, I'm not trying to say that I know her, but what I do know of her is that she is a remarkable human. She does things that other people don't. And for that, I was glad to have the opportunity to get to photograph her. Now, I have a little bit of experience photographing surf contests. And the thing about surf contests is, well, it's this weird thing, right? And this is one of the weird things about surfing. Because surfing is very misunderstood, but it's hard to describe. Because it isn't a sport, it isn't an art, it isn't... You know, what is it? It's really hard to say. It's kind of a combination of those two things. But surfers generally... Well, I don't know if I need to generalize about surfers, but there's definitely an artistic streak among surfers. And then there's also an athletic streak. And it sort of vacillates back and forth between the artist and the jock in the surf world, as far as I can tell. And it's kind of a cool combination. But like working with Barney, Sean Barney Barron, showed me the extreme artistic end of the spectrum. I think that anyone who really understands surfing would say that Barney is the extreme artistic end of the spectrum. And then for the athletic end of the spectrum, you have surfers like, I would say more like Kelly Slater, you know, who approaches it more like a sport than an art, in my opinion. Although, it's not taking anything away from him, obviously, because he's one of the greatest surfers, if not the greatest surfer of all time. But this is the thing about surfing is... It gets weird when it becomes a competition. It's not really... In my mind, it's not really the point of surfing is to do it better than other people. It's just to have fun. It's to express yourself. It's to be in the water. It's to enjoy the ocean. It's to challenge yourself. It's to do something you've never done before. It's to get that rush of adrenaline, to feel that falling sensation, to feel the movement. You know, it's it's about being connected to the ocean. It's about energy. It's about understanding these patterns that are invisible to most people. But if you study them, you start to see there's a rhythm and an order to how the waves come and which ones are good and which ones will do you no good at all but will only cause you harm and that discernment, that reading of waves is one of the most important parts of surfing.
But the best part about surfing is the way it makes you feel and the way it makes you relate to other people because there's something so cleansing and uplifting about being in the ocean and about catching a wave that it really just fills you with stoke stokes your fire it stokes the fire inside you that makes you treat other people better you know I really think that surfing is a kind of medicine that's good for us and it helps us to be better people to other people but when you add in the mix of competition then you have this weird environment where only one person is going to win everyone else is going to lose so even if you have an amazing contest you surf great and you catch better waves than you've ever ridden before in your life but you still might end up being a loser and that's just the nature of sports that's why it's kind of a weird thing that turns surfing into a sport But with that said, if you want to be a professional surfer, it seems like competition is the way to go. I mean, for you to be a free surfer and have a career is so incredibly rare, so difficult. How do you get noticed? How do you get sponsors? How do you get people to pay attention to you and care enough to pay you to do something that's fun? You know, it's interesting because it's almost like the way art and literature kind of are perverted within academia because now they have to justify themselves against the sciences. They have to say, we're important because we can do this. We contribute this. But instead of really resting on what is essentially true about those fields of study it's almost like they they lose their ground quite a bit if not entirely to the sciences and just become another form of science so when the art form of surfing when the the artfulness of surfing enters into this competitive field it almost it becomes a sport and then it, it becomes popular And there's a lot of reasons why competitions bring eyeballs. I think people love the drama of not knowing who's going to win. And when the ocean is involved and you have a 25-minute heat and you have four, three, or two surfers in the lineup and only a certain number of waves are coming through and you have certain surfers with priority there's a lot of luck that's involved i mean there's more skill there's more experience there's more learning but there's definitely an element of timing and what the what the ocean throws at you and what you can do with it and i think that a lot of surfers compete so that they can be surfers professionally, but they would rather be free surfers if they could just do whatever they wanted to do. They would chase waves around the world 
always looking for the best waves instead of following a set schedule where they're going to end up surfing bad waves, which is just inevitable when you plan out a contest a year in advance. You don't know what the ocean's going to do during that waiting period. And with the Supergirl Pro, it's a three-day contest, so they have to run the heats. If the waves are bad, the waves are bad. They have to run the heats. But that usually makes for less than optimal surfing. And still, surf contests bring most eyeballs on surfing than anything else. It's like, why is our culture so obsessed with competition? What is it about the nature of competition that makes people want to pay attention? Why do we want to see people win and lose? What is that about? Is it because we're constantly in war somewhere in the world? There's always some sort of military conflict and we're training ourselves to want to win, to fight, to resist, to rebel. That might be it, but it's a weird it's a weird thing when it comes into surfing. I'm sure there's other reasons. I'd love to hear what you all think. Why are we so obsessed with competition? Are you obsessed with competition? Do you care about anything competitive? Personally, I really don't. I'm not that into competitions. I'm not that competitive. I don't follow sports. I don't really care who wins or loses. I like podcasts. I like comedians. I like writers. I like artists. I like photographers. I like creative people. I like videographers like Casey Neistat and Peter McKinnon. I like podcasters like Joe Rogan and Chris D'Elia and Brian Callen. I like writers like Cormac McCarthy and Leslie Marmon Silco and Joan Didion and you know so many others and are they competing? I mean in some way they are because they win awards or they don't, they get published or they don't. But it's not it's not the same. There's no clear cut score, there's no clear way to say this person won or that person lost. And that's more, that fits my personality more. But I'm aware of certain realities of the world and I want to thrive. So I embrace the things that I can't change and I work with them. So I am competitive. I do, in my work, always want to do better than anyone else who's trying to do the same thing that I am. So, in that sense, I am competitive. I'm very competitive. But that's because I'm adapted to a world where competition reigns. I would like to live less competitively. And I thought that that was what academia was. I thought it was 
kind of a space that was reserved for thought, for free thought, for trying to do something new and great and original, but not for the kind of backstabbing, climbing over each other type of behavior that is typical in sports where you expect that you know you're on different teams and you're gonna fight you're gonna battle until one team wins you know but ultimately it all has to do with our fear of death our non-knowledge of death and our desire to control life because we're afraid of death because we don't know what it is We want to have control over our lives, over other people's lives, so they can't hurt us, so that we can have the things we want, so that we can be happy and take care of ourselves and other people. But it's a confusing path. It's a confusing process. But nonetheless, that's what brought me down here to Oceanside to photograph a surfing competition and to meet some of these amazing people that my good friend Justin works with and so first of all I showed up and I met Eric who was organizing the athletes that youth theory sponsors he's a surfer from san clemente and so he was kind of spearheading this project and he's a designer and a cool guy and easy to be around and you know he's a friendly guy and not not somebody who you feel apprehensive about talking to but somebody you feel like you'd love to have a beer with, you'd love to shoot the shit with, you know, a real amiable, agreeable guy, and so I knew, you know, Justin's not going to be working with a bunch of creeps or a bunch of assholes, Justin's a great guy, so he's going to have great people in his life, and sure enough, boy oh boy does he, I cannot even begin to tell you the quality of the people that I met and the quality of the people that I worked with. You know, I really grew to love these people. And that that sounds even a little bit weird to me because I've only known them for three days, but but truly there is a feeling of love there for Taja, Justin's right-hand woman who is just this amazing, kick-ass, beautiful actress with all the poise in the world who's just oozing talent and beautiful as all get-out and direct and firm and funny and cool. And it was like, wow, you exist? You're in this world, you amazing woman. And it wasn't even like I wanted to be with her, even though I was obviously very attracted to her. But it was more just admiration 
for who this person is, for who this person, how this person presents themselves to the world, how they interact with the world, the kind of energies that they're putting out. Amazing, just totally phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, you know, when you meet people that you strike a chord with like that, it kind of just reminds you that there's so many more opportunities in this world than we allow ourselves to experience. And how do we tap into all those things that are unconnected? And when we do, what kind of amazing things can happen? And I realized I just reiterated the business statement of Cisco, which is hilarious because Justin and I were just talking about Cisco and looking at that business statement. And I was thinking how it sounded kind of silly, but now that I'm thinking about this experience, I see how that really is true. You know, we have all of these missed connections, these places where connection isn't happening. And if we were to link up the circuit, if we were to make that complete, who knows what kind of positive changes could happen? Who knows what kind of love we could experience? What kind of friendships we could forge? What kind of bonds we could build? What kind of new ways of living we could create? You know? Now, another character I met this weekend was Robbie. Now, Robbie was the MC, And Robbie is a published author, a stand-up comedian and a corporate trainer, a fitness expert, just an all-around my kind of guy, you know? Somebody I could talk to literally for hours. Like, our interests are so overlapped and go so deep that it's just wild to think about the fact that that dude's out there, and I never know. But you know what? I like him. He's cool. And we have we have to do stuff. We gotta get some stuff going. We gotta and the thing is you gotta make money, you gotta work. But when you get to work with people who you really, really like, it makes it all so much better. It makes it all makes your life so much richer. So I'm feeling, you know, really grateful to my friend Justin for presenting me with this opportunity and for introducing me to these great people and for trusting me with the job. And, you know, it's a job that I knew I could do well. And I did do it well. I'm I'm pretty certain that I knocked the ball out of the park multiple times and got some great shots. And I can't wait to share those with you. I got some absolutely beautiful candid portraits of Tatiana and that was the plan and I I called my shot I explained my strategy and I followed through and I delivered and I feel like I'm back on the path again and that's a great feeling because when everything is aligned and you're moving in the right direction you can do anything and it's so easy to fall off of your path to get lost in the woods and the weeds. But all you have to do is remember how good it feels 
when you're in the green, when you're in the black, when you're moving in the right direction. And that is what it's all about, baby. And that's what friends are for. We help each other to find our way into the places we want to go. And we go together and we love each other and we spend time together. You know, and that's one thing that I hope that this podcast will do is give me the opportunity to connect with more people who I can be friends with and I can build relationships with and I can do new things with and I can hopefully I can foster relationships between other people and I can create connections where they didn't exist before. That really is part of the mission of this podcast. And, uh, yeah, just really, really enjoying my time down here in Oceanside. The water is warmer than you would ever believe growing up in Santa Cruz. It just feels so gentle and soft and, like, silky, like it's caressing you. It's a beautiful thing, and and there are so many beautiful women down here it is just like when you come from a place like Santa Cruz where it's it's, the population is limited you know it's a hundred thousand people you you can get into a kind of a rut well you you just step outside of that rut for one minute and you realize my word this is a world full of beautiful people. And I don't just mean physically attractive. I mean people whose spirits are shining out of their eyes and dripping out of their nose and falling down their chest in little rivulets of sweat. I mean, people are just constantly inhaling and exhaling their essence and leaving it on the street and lying down on a towel with it and just funking up the world with their being. And I like it. I like it a lot. That's why I want to travel more and I want to get out there and interact with people more. I want to be a better person myself so that I can be around better people. And that's that's the goal, baby. That's the goal of this podcast. I'm starting out with these monologues so that you can get to know me, but also so that I can get to know me. And I've had so many ideas this weekend about things that could be done and ways that we could learn to be more empathic and techniques that we could use to help each other train to be more understanding and to feel for each other and to trade positions and to switch roles and to swap sides and to understand other perspectives. And that's always been the goal for me as an artist, as a student of literature, as a writer, as a videographer, as a photographer. I want to understand people. I want to know more. I've always wanted to know more. This weekend was a great learning experience for me. So even though 
my camera broke today on the final day of the contest, which was a terrible feeling because I don't have another camera. I'm on a shoestring budget and I have a four-year-old daughter and I have boatloads of stressful things waiting for me to do and money is always a part of the equation. But you know what? Right now I just feel like I want to focus on the positive. I want to focus on the fact that I met all these amazing people and I did my job, which was to get great photos of Tatiana and of the event and of the people. And, and I feel like I did it well. And I hope that the, the photos are well received but already, I have to say, Tatiana posted one of my photos to her Instagram account. And that alone made me feel validated. It made me feel like I didn't ask her to post it. I didn't send it to her. She found it. I sent it to the Supergirl Pro contest, and they posted it. And she grabbed it from them and reposted it. So that was exactly what I would have hoped could have happened and it did so with that said I'm signing out tonight this podcast is a little bit shorter than most but it's late I gotta get to bed I'm getting up early to go use my phone to photograph the sunrise and some surfers down there at the pier and uh, I'll be flying back home tomorrow going through all these photos and yeah, I can't wait to share them with you. I'll do another podcast midweek to delve deeper into the brovolution, the brovolution, and what that means for me. What, how this weekend was part of that, and uh, where we're going from here, where we are going from here, baby. So anyways, I love you all. Peace to you. I hope you have a beautiful day, a wonderful night, and uh, talk to you soon. Peace.